Hello, and welcome to God is Good, a weekly podcast that we do to just encourage you, and even in the difficult times, see the goodness of God in every situation. Hi, my name is James Harris. I'm going to be your host today as we dive into another subject matter um, on the goodness of God, even while things are tough and hard. I want to talk about a story that um, my son, Chris, uh, went through in his training to be a Marine. The old slogan, a few are proud, the few, the proud, the Marines, um, we as parents learned from him that that slogan is so fitting for the things they endure. And I think you'll find some application where it will fit into your walk with God and maybe encourage you that God is training you, preparing you for what he's doing in the earth so that you be well equipped for that. The title of this today's message is called The Crucible. The other day, I was thinking about the years when my son Chris was in the Marine Corps and all the things he shared with me from his experience there. Unless you're up close and personal with a recruit, which is what they're called before they become a Marine, you will never understand the slogan, the few, the proud, the Marines. As parents of a recruit, my wife and I were given a training tape which covered the entire 13 weeks of his training. The final part of their training involved a 72-hour intensive exercise. During this event, they endured hunger, lack of sleep and rest, and even had maneuvers that uh, involved real live mortar rounds. This training exercise taught them how to work together as a team and also to suffer through some, some extreme uh, hardships while continually pushing their way through to their objective. The final of these exercises was a grueling 16-mile uphill walk. The final 56 hours was called the crucible. It is doing the crucible that each recruiter is required to put in to practice every value of the core and to apply all this training they had received over the past 13 weeks. You may say this is where the rubber meets the road. It is in the crucible that every fiber of every recruit is tested to see if they really understand and are willing to live out the values of the Marine Corps. It is in the crucible that many fall away and are sent home or sent back to start the training all over again. What I've come to understand about this walk with Christ is that there is a crucible for each one of us. It is uniquely designed and tailored for the specific intention to test all the things His Holy Spirit has poured into us during our training in life and its difficulties. It is designed to bring us to the place where we can be used in His kingdom. Some of you may be walking your own 16-mile journey uphill right now. Some of you may feel like you're withstanding live mortar rounds or walking through the wilderness. Let me just ask you, how's your heart? Or you feel 
feeling battered, bruised, wondering where you can, if you're going to make it through or not? Do you feel yourself weary and worn out? I just want to encourage you with this thought that God knows where you are. He has a purpose. And if you stick with him, lean into him, you will not fall away. But I also want to leave you with some very practical things that I've found that worked for me and is working for me because in so many ways I still feel I'm being prepared and so are you. God is always calling us higher, deeper relationship with Him. Here's some just uh, six quick things I uh, just want to highlight that I feel like uh, make it help you as certainly have helped me uh, as I've walked this journey. Number one, I had to come to realize in my own strength, I can do nothing. But through Christ alone, we can do all things. Philippians 4.13 is a great supporting verse for that. Number two, I need my brothers and sisters in faith. We are not designed to walk alone. Galatians 6.2 tells us that we're the body of Christ and that we're called to function as a body together. Number three, God has a a specific plan and purpose for each one of our lives. Ephesians 2.10, none of us are any accident, but intently and uniquely designed for God's purpose. As a matter of fact, Ephesians tells us that God created a purpose and then our purpose, and then he created us. So we're uniquely made, created for a purpose that God has for our lives. Number four, it's not about us at all. Our purposes are always about serving others for his glory alone. First Corinthians 10.31 is a great reference just to look at to see the depths of God's love and purposes for our lives. Number five, we're all called by God to fulfill a purpose in his kingdom, and we must answer that call. So not only do we have a, a purpose and he has a plan, but it's, part, it's to build his kingdom and to show his goodness in the world. And Romans 8.28 tells us that no matter what you go through, no matter where you are, God will use everything for your good and his glory. And finally, number six, we're all called to plant seeds, to give ourselves away to others. The Bible clearly says if we sow through his kingdom, we will also reap it through others' lives for God's glory. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. So let me just encourage you today, wherever you are in your own walk with Christ, be encouraged. You know, there's an old saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. I have to disagree with that. God always is giving us more than we can handle, but he will never give us more than he can handle. And the truth is, we cannot do it beside him. Even Jesus said, beside the Father or without the Father, I can do nothing. 
So let me pray for you today. And I pray that you've been encouraged by this word as you walk through your life. Father God, we thank you for what you're doing in the earth in every individual lives. Even though there's over 7 billion people on the face of the earth, you know each one of us intimately. In fact, the Bible says you know every hair on our head. They're all numbered. You're well acquainted with our ways. And you have purposes for our lives. And no matter what we go through, we never walk alone. Father, I pray that my brothers and sisters, as well as myself, daily reflect on that truth and lean into what you're doing in this very present age to bring Jesus glory, to exalt your mighty name through the power of your Holy Spirit. We love you, and we're so grateful for your goodness toward us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thank you for listening today. Please share that with those that may need an encouragement that they're not alone. God bless you. Hello, and welcome to God is Good. My name is James Harris, and I'm going to be talking about the other side of the crucible. One of the things I've learned uh, about walking with the Lord is that God has a purpose. It's always unto something. It is never just to be walking through life without purpose, without meaning. And when we partner with him and with the mindset that he is good, then we put on a pair of glasses that sees our situations and circumstances and even our trials as he didn't, he hasn't forsaken us, he's not against us, but he is working all things together for our good and for his glory. Today I want to pick up where we left off at last, the last time, and I want to call this on the other side of the crucible. And if you remember, uh, it started with a conversation with my son, who uh, is a Marine. And they talked about, he and I talked about the training and experiences that he went through in the, in the crucible. And just to recap just a little bit. When my son began to tell me the story about his training, I could hear in his voice the pride he spoke about the end of his 16-mile uphill journey the emotion and senses of accomplishment he earned as he stood there at the top of the hill was evident. And he wanted to describe how his drill sergeant held his globe and anchor in his hand and pinned it onto my son. Before that moment, he was only called a recruit, but after receiving his globe and anchor, he would be forever a Marine. That familiar slogan, once a Marine, always a Marine, is a tagline, but it's also a badge of honor that he will proudly wear for the rest of our, his life. Our discussion kind of brought me back to what I shared with you recently regarding the crucible. 
Many of us review our time in our own personal crucible of life as a test of our faith and our resolve to honor God and stay true to our call. In short, we tend to make it all about us. However, sometimes we need to recognize that God is at work and he's actively perfecting a work in us so that he can do a work through us. And this work is we've been called to is always for others and not just for ourselves. He has called us to serve and bring glory to his glorious and righteous name. As I look back over the almost 13 years, I can, of my own personal journey, I can clearly see the man I am now versus the man I was before the process began. What I know about God, what I've learned about myself, brings me to the understanding that he desires good things for our lives. The following words written by Paul in his letter to the Ephesian church has been a hallmark of this journey that God has placed me on. And I believe they can serve you as a beacon of hope for each one of us. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. Did you catch that? God created good works for every one of us to do before he created us. We can take great comfort and, and divine encouragement in the knowledge that he has a work for every one of us to do. Our lives has purpose. The God who created all things calls us his workmanship. No one is an accident, according to scripture. It is to this end that we work together to help one another come to the realization of the love of God for each of us and the incredible divine purpose every one of us he has created us to fulfill. You, my friend, have an incredible purpose in the kingdom of God. You were designed lovely, specially, painstaking to fulfill his purpose. It is his knowledge and wisdom that he has created you with. How are you spinning yourself and respond to this truth? Do you know what your purpose is? Perhaps you have some idea, but the details feels fuzzy or you don't really realize that he has released those things in your life that give you a particular calling. Here's what I advise you to do. Set aside some time to spend with the Lord in silence. Take 10 or 15 minutes every day and begin to journal what you believe you're hearing. Find a quiet spot in your home or maybe in a park or someplace like that. Putting down all electronic devices and those things that we entertain ourselves with. And just ask God to reveal what he is saying to you according to how he's 
makes you. Let us not take any unrealized purposes to the grave, but instead spend ourselves discovering and operating in our purpose, as well as helping others discover their purpose in God's great and massive kingdom. Hope you enjoyed this little encouragement this morning, and it helps you look at the trials of life and this fallen world we're in through a different pair of lenses. Because God is with us, God loves us, and God is for us. Let me pray for you today. Oh, loving Father, these are your truths that are foundation for our lives and they never change. You have created each one of us uniquely. We are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's what you said, and that's what you mean. We have not missed you, though we may have been uh, running our own race to our own desires, there is things that you've put in our hearts that are passionate things that you created us to do. Let everyone come to the realization of you as that loving Father that are right next to us, close to us, wanting us to fulfill those things you called us to. Help my brothers and sisters as we go forth on this journey of discovery. For the sake of your great name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed this time together. And I just pray that the Lord blesses your week as you go on the journey of discovering the massiveness and the goodness of our loving Father. Bless you.